Hey, how you going everyone? A very warm welcome to you and thank you for joining me in today's podcast. So I was very fortunate over the weekend, I attended my very first mastermind event with my mentor uh, and a bunch of other amazing affiliates and uh, online marketers and picked up some gold nuggets and I'm going to share as much as I possibly can with you guys. I'll catch you guys right after this. All right, guys, welcome back and thank you very much for joining me. Now, for those of you that are new here, I'd like to say a very warm welcome. My name is Jamie G. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online and all things digital. If any of that's of interest to yourself, I'd like to invite you to join me. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. Otherwise, you can catch me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. Uh, last but not least, I'd like to invite you guys to be part of our growing community, nearly up to a thousand uh, group members at the time of recording this, uh, which is kind of cool. So if you'd like to join that, I do ask that everyone grabs their own unique password. The simple reason being is it helps to keep the spammers out. If you're not prepared to get a very short password from a messenger bot, then you probably don't belong in a group. <laughs> So to get that, all you need to do is just go to bit.ly forward slash Jamie G group. Anyway, I look forward to catching up with you guys around the web. All right, so what have we got today? Um, pretty cool stuff, really. I was fortunate enough to attend a mastermind event over the weekend. Um, and this is what's that, the 23rd to the 25th of November, 2019. Uh, it was hosted on the Gold Coast with my mentor, Jacob Karras or one of my mentors, but my, the main one. Uh, he's also, uh, I guess I'd call him a business partner now as well. We've collaborated on a, uh, on a mastermind event. He's doing the, uh, the content. I'm sort of helping out with uh, a few strategies on the back end. Uh, it's mainly his baby. I'm just kind of holding on the coattails, to be honest, but I'm enjoying the ride nonetheless. And it's great just to network and collaborate on a project together anyway. So I was with him. There was also another couple of uh, amazing affiliates there, some probably not that well known. There's one guy in the e-com space who's starting to get a, a pretty good name for himself. His name's Nick Amenis. Uh, Nathan Haycock's another guy that's up and coming as well. Watch out for him. He's going to be uh, doing some pretty awesome stuff in, in the very near future. Uh, who else do we have? Greg Jeffries, who uh, is of ClickFunnels. So he won the Two Comma Club Award. It was actually, strangely enough, he was the very first course that Jacob purchased was Greg's course. And when he purchased that, he basically followed the instructions. He didn't deviate. He followed the instructions, didn't deviate, and made the Two Comma Club Award simply from following Greg's guidance. So needless to say, it was awesome to meet him and hear him talk. And those guys, amongst others, another uh, gentleman by the name of Roland Dutois, who's uh, a local businessman out of, uh, out of Brisbane, I believe. And uh, he took us through automations and business and how you can apply that to all sorts of different environments. And it was absolutely fascinating. So, yeah, heard, heard a lot of really good stuff from a lot of really cool people, a lot of uh, incredibly, incredibly talented marketers. And, of course, Jacob spoke as well. It was his mastermind, so gave a couple of talks on a couple of different things. Um, broke down the exact strategy he used to make $120,000 in one day, uh, believe it or not, which was pretty incredible. I'll tell you a little bit about the details of that uh, later on in the podcast, if you stick around. 
But what I wanted to discuss is a couple of the things that I thought were quite relevant and quite important. And if you've been following this podcast for a while, one of the things that I speak of quite frequently is mindset. And I guess what one of the things that I, and the reason why I love delving into this topic in particular is because I've seen the ups and the downs of my own mindset. I've seen the, uh, the nuances of other people's mindsets and how that relates to either their success or lack thereof when it comes to any marketing. It doesn't matter if it's online or offline or affiliate marketing or, or anything really, or trading for that matter. There's a couple of things that, that seem to be stuck in people's minds and which is why I probably talk about them time and time again on this podcast. Also, quite frankly, it helps me solidify my own knowledge when I'm speaking about these things. It helps me solidify my own beliefs when I'm speaking about these things. As a solopreneur, one of the issues you'll face, and you might already face it if you are already doing it, is you work alone. So you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off. And so you have no, uh, I guess, concept loop or, uh, or loop, um, feedback loop, sorry, that they call it, in order to validate whether what you're thinking, what you're doing is quote unquote right. And I know that's a very loose term, I don't really like using it in that in that manner, but you know what I mean. Um, whereas where you're by yourself, you the only thing you have is the online world. So sometimes producing content, it's basically a, a gateway for you to be able to solidify whatever knowledge that you have on a certain topic, right? So anyway, the first thing that I wanted to discuss, uh, and I'm just going to cover the presentation done by Greg Jeffries, because it was amazing. Uh, and it was a, a bunch of stuff. I mean, when you go to these types of events, I'm sure that a lot of people out there will be thinking it's all about the technique and the technical stuff and how you do that and blah, blah, blah. And there was a lot of that stuff included. I won't, won't beat around the bush. There was a lot of technicality behind it. But what really fascinated me was the non-technical aspects that were spoken of. So one of the key elements and key points that came out of Greg's presentation for me was something that I had never even considered before. And, because, and admittedly, he's, he's been doing SEO for a long time, so he knows what he's doing. But with his course, what he finds really fascinating is the people that do really well with it, they don't question it. They don't assume it's not going to work because they've heard of SEO and they've heard that it contradicts different things that they've done and tried. They just go along with it. They do the work. And it works. It just categorically works. And that's exactly what happened for the likes of Jacob. He made the Two Comma Club Award as a result of his blog. All right. So one of the key elements that he spoke of, and I think this is really fascinating, is the concept of competition. At the very start of this podcast, I mentioned that a lot of people, when they jump into the ClickFunnels uh, group, Facebook group, they see there's all these affiliates there. There's thousands of them. I'm one of them. There's you know, bunches, a bunch of other people out there as well. They're all affiliates. In fact, to paint a picture about the statistics on affiliates, I don't, ha- I don't have them specifically, but to give you an idea, there are more Two Comma Club award winners that use ClickFunnels as their platform than there are Dream Car winners. So if you don't know what any of those mean, I'll just run through them really quickly. A Dream Car winner is someone who has made a hundred or more sales on the ClickFunnels product. Now that's recurring. It means that they need to maintain that uh, and hit the 100 in order to be eligible for the Dream Car Award. And basically as a bonus, 
ClickFunnels will basically pay the lease on a uh, on their dream car up to the value. I think it's 500 bucks per month. Don't quote me on that, but roughly, right? So not many people want it. In fact, I think uh, last time I checked, it was only about 60-odd people. And there's at least 60,000 affiliates out there. Crazy numbers. By contrast, the Two Comma Club Award, unsurprisingly, is an award given for people that use the ClickFunnels product and derive a million dollars in revenue through their ClickFunnels, uh, through their click through their funnel, basically. I don't know what time frame that needs to go. I don't know if it's like within a year or whether it's just from you know start to finish it create you know gets a million dollars or more. But anyway, they get given the Two Comma Club Award, and there's more of those than there is Dream Car winners. So it means that when people are creating different businesses and stuff, most people assume that there's less competition in those individual businesses than they do in the actual affiliate business business side of it themselves. Right, so what am I, why am I telling you all this? Because it gives you the illusion of competition. It makes you think that it can't be done because there's so many people, there's 60,000 affiliates and only a handful of people that have actually done well. And 100 sales, it's not that hard, surely. Surely it can't be that hard to get 100 sales or something. It's only a $100 product, right? How hard can that be? <laughs> so here's the thing that Greg put out there, and this is what I wanted to articulate here today. He drew a circle, and he basically said, let's assume that this big, large circle here is the world. 7 billion people, or eight, whatever we're up to now. I don't know, it seems to be growing. So let's say it's the world, the, the entire world. He drew a smaller circle. And he said that this is the number of people that are you know, on the internet. So that narrows it down again. And he drew a smaller circle. And he said, let's say that this is the amount of people that are interested in, say, affiliate marketing, for example. So that's a you know, smaller circle altogether. And then he drew another circle, another circle beside that. And the smaller circle that basically had the number of people that are interested in that specific type of affiliate product. And then he also had another circle beside that and it had the number of people that take training on that specific type of affiliate product. And then finally, he had just a tiny little dot, just a little dot, like a pinprick. And that was the amount of people that actually take action on that training. And it was a tiny dot. And when I saw it laid out like that, it resonated with me. I thought, yep, you know what? I know those stats because as part of this mastermind that I'm co-hosting with Jacob, one of the things that we have noticed is even the we've only got 35 of students there at the moment in beta, it's going to be rolled out later on. But even though we've only got a small amount of students there at the moment, even going through that process, some of them aren't as uh, active in it as other students. And we know that prior to starting this whole thing, we found that people, this pass rate, in fact, not even of people that were passing and becoming success, successful in a, a, tif, a particular product, we're talking about people that were literally just watching all the videos in a, in a program, an online program, it's less than 5% on average. Less than 5%. So out of 100 people that buy a program, how many people are going to go through that? Hardly any. Let's say at five for argument's sake. Let, let's be 
let's be generous and say that 10 people actually go right through the training and then surely there's probably only going to be maybe one or two of those people that take action on any of it and then again maybe it's only one person that perseveres with it because sometimes things just happen you don't rank for that particular keyword you need to keep doing it you need to keep going right so uh, you know, the the, the drop-off rate is so tremendous like it's ridiculous and that's what causes the whole shiny object syndrome because people don't get immediate results they think oh this sucks what am i doing what a waste of money and time i don't want to work hard because i don't fully believe and not fully invested in the actual process itself so that was fascinating for me it then blew my mind because i thought because we were in the, the to give a bit of context Greg won the ClickFunnels Dream Car Award through ranking blogs related to ClickFunnels. But here's the kicker. He didn't rank it for things like ClickFunnels, ClickFunnels Review, things like that. He ranked them for like the most oblique keywords. And the crazy thing is that's where the money is. So it could be something like, is ClickFunnels the best funnel builder for example that's a long tail keyword it means that there's a lot of it's not just click funnels that's one it's called a, a um uh actually can't think of the name of it <laughs> i can only think of long tail keywords off the top of my head um it's not short tail what do you call it it'll come to me in, in a moment how random um <laughs> let's call it a, the, your main keyword let's let's just go with that so it might be just one keyword click funnels but then long tail of course means click funnels review uh, you know, ClickFunnels templates or ClickFunnels for real estate agents, for example. And these are all long tail keywords. It means that there's got more than one word in there, right? So anyway, and, and that was the thing he said. It always flummoxes me when people say, oh, it's too competitive. I can't get into it. He said, because there is always, 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 always going to be a new keyword that comes up as well. And he gave an illustration. He said, you know, when I first started doing this, there was only, say, 500 to 1,000 keywords now for ClickFunnels, specifically, by the way. Now, there's over 20,000. 20,000 keywords related to that one, one thing. So your competition is zero. If you think it's lots, it's zero, I can assure you. Um, anyway, something for you guys to think about. If you think something's competitive, I can assure you it's not. Because the people that start doing this stuff they don't continue. Like almost no one continues with it. There's only a few of us out there that are kind of crazy enough to keep going. <laughs> so that was one thing. The other thing that I wanted to discuss with you guys is the business automation side of things. Now that was incredible. This gentleman basically over the last few years has set up his own business. He's done it while he's working in a mine. And if you know anything about mining or if you don't know anything about mining, I used to work in one for a couple of years. It's 12-hour shifts. Most of the time, they don't allow you to use your mobile phone. And if they do, you're usually down the bottom of a big pit somewhere. You get no reception. It's kind of pointless. So imagine being able to build a business, a highly profitable one at that, while you're doing that in that environment. Sometimes it's night shift. Sometimes it's day shift. But like I say, 12 hours, big shifts, not exactly easy to, to sticky tape together a business while you're doing that, right? Lots of moving parts, etc. So I was really impressed. I thought this was incredible. What fascinated me, and, and I think everyone else as well, about this entire process 
is he managed to automate the entire thing. So it was still a couple of things he needed to do manually. But to give you an idea, it was a cleaning company, but he's never picked up a broom. He basically has contractors on board. He gets the leads in. He closes those leads. He then pays his contractors and he, he arbitrages that by taking a cut off the top. But he manages it. It's his business, so he manages it. Pays his, uh, the, the cleaners very fairly. Everything's above board. You know, all that stuff is great. And uh, now it's, like I say, it's all automated. It goes into a big CRM, sends automated emails out. It's got a booking, uh, scheduling, all this sort of stuff. It's just incredible. So it got me thinking, how can I relate that back to the likes of affiliate marketing? And at first I thought it was quite complex. Like I, I probably can't do that. And then I realized I actually do a lot of that stuff already myself. So case in point, this very podcast you're listening to right now, I recorded on my phone. I use an app. It's called Anchor.fm. It's free to download. I'm using it. It's completely free. And then once I've recorded it, I can then add little music bites and, and sound bites and things onto it. I can then split it up if I choose to. I can have uh, like an episode if I choose to. And then when I hit the publish button, guess what? It syndicates to iTunes. It syndicates to obviously Anchor, to Spotify, to whatever platform you're listening to it now. It, it uh, syndicates it to that. So it, mean that it means that one piece of content that I'm recording, bang, it all of a sudden goes out there. Here's the other cool thing. Once I do that, I also have the option on the app to tweet it. And I've got my tweets set up that I don't need to touch them. I basically, I hit the go button to tweet it. And I've got something called ifttt.com, which stands for if this, then that.com. And you can create what they call a recipe. So once my tweet goes out, that sends a, uh, a message to uh, ifttt.com to basically syndicate that tweet across my Facebook page, across Tumblr, across um, WordPress. What else do I have it on? Pinterest, if it's an, an image file, all this stuff. So now instead of having this one piece of content, it now gets syndicated out. So it's going to get more eyes on it. To give you an idea of, why, of how well this works, I haven't even touched Pinterest for months, not even like ages and ages and ages, but I still get about 20,000 views on my Pinterest page per month from using this because I'm, I'm uploading regular content like almost daily because I'm, I'm, in fact, sometimes multiple times daily because every time I send a tweet or sometimes every time I like a YouTube video, it's going to syndicate this content out there. So you do need to have these automations in, in place. And again, if you are listening and you have been listening to my prior podcast, you understand this is a, a slightly hypocritical thing for me to have said because my business is now so ridiculously simple, I, I very rarely need to do any of the other complex stuff. So, yeah, I, I basically now um, use my Facebook profile. I put up a bit of content on there. I reach out to people. And that's it. That's my entire business right there. Not exactly uh, complex. But if I do produce content on other platforms, like I say, I do have these automations in place. It's something for you guys to think about. Like I say, it was, it was a very valuable uh, thing to learn and, and to go through how he had automated the back end of his business. So the other thing, of course, is, uh, was directly from Jacob. Jacob, as I mentioned, he's one of my mentors, 
become a, a pretty good mate of mine as well. And one of the things that he was speaking about is the three fundamentals of any affiliate business. And this is something that it's only just, even though I've been doing this for about eight years, it's only just starting to to be clear in my mind. Because once I did make that really clear, my results have taken off as a, a, ever since, basically. So three principles are really basic. You've got your offer. So what product are you going to promote? The suggestion was to stick to one product. Don't bounce around because people get confused. They'll confuse your brand. So stick with one product. The other thing is choose your platform. For me, I mean, clearly I'm doing a podcast right now, but my main platform is Facebook because I'm used to it. I think the reach that I get for you know bang for buck is great. And I know that a lot of my audience hang out on Facebook as well. So it's pretty cool. And the last part is a sales mechanism. So a lot of people, uh, and self-included, when I first got into affiliate marketing, I thought, yeah, I need a sales mechanism. So I'd look at funnels, I'd set up websites, I'd go down that path, I'd then optimize my websites, I'd optimize my funnels, I'd try and get people on my email list, I'd then try and send them 100,000 different emails and I'd split test everything and they still wouldn't buy. Sometimes I'd make a sale here and there, it was pretty cool. But by and large, they didn't buy. So now my sales process is actually really, really simple. I just speak with people. I send out messages on Facebook. I send out a, a Facebook messenger. I then go and like I say, I put content on my Facebook page, on my profile. I put Facebook, uh, sorry, content into my group. And that's as simple as my business gets. And if someone's interested and I think I can genuinely help them with my product, I'll have a conversation about that. That's my sales mechanism, just speaking with people. I'll try and get them on the phone. Like I say, the reason why it works is because I don't shove anything down anyone's throat. If I don't think it can help them, I won't sell it to them. If I think they've got crap objections, then I will try and sell it to them. If I genuinely believe that the product can help them, then that, that's the thing. That, that's where it becomes very powerful because then instead of you needing to make that sale, you need to push that over the line, you can become a lot more selective and start to put the brakes on. If someone doesn't fit with what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve, you can put the brakes on that and push them back. Say, Sorry, probably not for you. It's not going to work. There could be a whole bunch of reasons. It might be that you don't want it like there was one recently. I didn't want to distract this person from what they're already doing. They're, they're convinced that they already had the training. Like we're convinced. It didn't matter how much information I provided for them that I thought was going to help them out. Even though what I've got is like nothing like what's out there at all. I've never seen anything like it. They were convinced that they knew. It's like, okay, that's fine. It's probably not for you then. You already got these objections. You already got that sort of thing planted in your brain that it's not going to work for you. So even if I did, even if I said that the, I was the best salesperson in the world, I did push them over the line, they did buy, it's not going to last. They're going to withdraw their funds. They're going to issue a chargeback. They're going to have buyer's regret once they realize that it's actually work. Most people don't want to work. So <laughs> you don't sell to those people. 
But that's my mechanism. That's the three things right there. Nice and easy. A product, a platform, and a sales mechanism. I couldn't believe how simple it is. When I, when I, now that I've been down that path, I, I tried to do all the, all the stuff that all the gurus sold me for ages, which was all the complex stuff. And unfortunately, and I, I, regrettably, I regrettably have been speaking about some of that stuff in this podcast in the earlier um, episodes as well. And that was only because I didn't know. I was starting to gain traction with all that stuff myself. It's not like I was lying, not like I was trying to BS anyone. I had gained traction. I was doing what I thought was right because it was working. It was just working really, 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 really slow. That's all. Whereas now my results literally have gone from like zero to hero in a very short space of time because I've focused on those three things and nothing else. I've made my business very, very, very simple. Like I say, I post a piece of content in my Facebook group. I post a piece of content on my Facebook page, on my profile, sorry. I engage with other users on Facebook. I try to be helpful. I reach out and message people where I can. And sometimes those message conversations turn into a sales environment. And that's when my sales mechanism kicks into gear. And you do that en masse and you start to make a lot of sales. And eventually, once you start making even one sale, it's quite incredible. You make a sale, all of a sudden, someone just comes out of the woodwork. Jamie, what are you into these days? What's all this? You made 2,000 bucks in less than two days. Actually, I'll, I'll rephrase that because based in Australia, the exchange rate was quite significant. So I made close to three. Uh, sorry, yeah, 3,000 uh, <laughs> due to the exchange rates. Uh, in less than 24 hours, at least in 48 hours, sorry. And people are like, oh, Jamie, what are you doing, man? Here's the crazy thing. Those those stats, that, those results pale in comparison to the amount of money that's getting thrown out around out there compared to my mentors, compared to some of my other mentors I've worked with in the past. But people will still love it because it's very relatable. I'm just a normal person. been trying it for a long time, but I'm just a normal guy. So therefore, if they start seeing my results, they think, hang on a minute, that's incredible. What's he doing? So people just naturally reach out. And that's attraction marketing, something that I've spoken about a little bit before. And I will go into it again as well. So that's it. That was the mastermind event. Now, I will, uh, would like to go into some of the other stuff, of course, but I think maybe that might be for another time. <laughs> Give myself a break. Let myself go and rest. My, my voice, I'm starting to lose my voice already. I'm not used to talking so much. All right, guys. If you'd stayed to this part, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to catching up with you guys in the next one where I'll cover a lot of the stuff, the other stuff that we, we covered here today as well. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.